This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here. Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So, welcome back, listeners. So, we got some more interesting topics we really got to talk about. Now, the first one was, of course, if you guys know, today is uh, June 15th. Now, I know I was supposed to do a podcast episode yesterday, but however, due to the circumstances from yesterday on Wednesday, uh, I was in fact across the border down to Tijuana, Mexico, uh, helping with my mom with some errands, but I couldn't do it. But I decided, you know what, I'm going to do it today. So let's get started. Now, first topic of the day is the Forbidden Door 2 with more matches that have been announced. Now, Originally, two matches were already announced prior before these two. The first ones, of course, was for the IWGP um, United States Heavyweight title between Kenny Omega, who is the current champion, taking on challenger Will Ospreay. Now, this particular match is, in fact, a bit of a rematch or, let's just say, a revenge match by Will Ospreay, who wants to get out of the shadows of Kenny Omega. Now, the story between them dates back when Kenny made the choice to leave New Japan and basically left the, sh- his, the entire throne, the torch to Will. But Kenny believes that Will Ospreay has failed. And of course, uh, basically, Will felt the same way, but now that he felt that Kenny should have finished him off at Russell Kingdom, now he's back for revenge. And the second match was announced is during, um, what was it? Uh, when was the match? In Dominion, after the successful defense by Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii defending the never openweight six-man tag team titles, BBC, uh, BCC, most consistent Claudio and Moxley gave Okada a little message from none other than the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, who issued a challenge against him at the Forbidden Door. So basically... He believes that he is far more better than him. But you know, Kata, he is going with confidence. But he knows that he has to face someone like him. Now, the much recent matches that already now been announced for, for Bindor was, in fact, this one was a surprise message from none other than the current IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. We're talking about Sonata. Now, Sonata, during a post-match or conference, whatever it was, he announced that he says... He has something in store for the Forbidden Door. Now, we didn't know what it was. Sonata actually addressed the people that he is, in fact, issuing an open challenge for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. So, the obvious question does tell who was going to step up. Well, luckily we did hear who did step up, and that is none other than Jungle Boy. Now, many fans are saying, nah, this match should not have happened. I mean, to be honest with you... Jungle Boy, he is a good talent. I know probably Sonata would put him over, but it would have been a much better match with other wrestlers. Like, let's see, who could challenge Sonata for that belt? I'm sure Adam Cole would have been one guy. Uh, Possibly, who else? Um, I'm trying to... I think either Jericho would have been one. Nope, possibly. But uh, who else? There would have been a lot of people that would have done it, but I couldn't think of any. But we'll see how that goes. Now, the next one, we received a surprise message from none other than the ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi. So he issued a challenge 
to MJF for the AEW World title. However, MJF said that he's not interested, but however, apparently, it's going to happen regardless what MJF thinks. So, that's pretty much what's going to happen now. Any new matches? There were rumors circulating about the Forbidden Door that we were supposed to have Mercedes Monet involved, but due to the injury she obtained at the uh, resurgent event in, um, in Long Beach last month, uh, that kind of flopped out, but it's still unclear what other things they have in mind. So we'll wait and see what will happen. Now, apparently there was reports about stardom if they're going to get involved. However, these guys, the ladies do not have v- Canadian visas to go there. So I don't know how fast they can get them or if they're capable, but we just don't know yet. We'll just see what happens then. Now, switching to our next topic. For all you stardom fans out there, you mean seeing what's been going on with one particular individual and that is Micah. Now, as you know, Micah has been feeling a bit frustrated with things that have been happening. Now, the frustrations began right right after Himika retired. The frustrations were that, you know, during the flashing champions, I believe, after she was in a match with, um, what's her name, with Julia... She was pretty much upset about this whole crap about Double Crown Championship. She feels like Tam and Mina ignored her. But that wasn't the case that I think. The problem was Mina was just too quick to believe that she now has the capability to finally upstage Tam and try to beat her once and for all. But that was her mistake. But Micah felt that she was being ignored. That was pretty much the case. However, recently Micah has now been align herself becoming good friends with none other than Julia's former friend Zuzu Suzuki now many people talked about Zuzu thinking she's going to join DDM but I don't think Zuzu has any suggestions the way I see it Zuzu feels in her honest opinion I don't need to be by Julia's side I can do things on my own and I think that's who Zuzu is she's showing why would I want to side with her you know, and that's what she thinks. Basically, she doesn't need her. She thinks that Julia is suffering from delusions and grandeur. But the problem is, Zuzu's like, I will proceed for the red belt, but I'm going to do it on my own terms, not yours. But Micah is in that same kind of predicament. But the obvious thing, I think things have changed for her. Now, I have a theory towards Micah's behavior about what's going on. Maybe Micah feels that DDM is no longer the strongest unit that he used to be. So, why am I saying that? Let's go back to the beginning of March 2022. Julia has already made her her mark by introducing two new people. Now, at the time of DDM, before the start of 2022, it was her, Micah, Sudi, Himika, and Natsupoi. So, they were basically the strongest unit during that time. However, the unit became more stronger with the sudden arrival of Tekla, who originally is from the same promotion that Julia came from, Ice Ribbon, and Mirai, who originally came from uh, Tokyo Show Pro Wrestling, but she was under the direction of Takamichiniku during the Kaintai days. So that's what really happened. They became a stronger unit. However, it became even more stronger when, of course, my Sakurai decided to bolt her way out of Cosmic Angels and aligned herself with the one wrestler she felt that she could learn from, Julia. But things 
obviously changed during that time. Like later on around March. As you know, Sudi at the time was in fact the um, the world of stardom champion. Basically the red belt champion. But she decided, she was getting sick and tired with the being underrated under Julia and also with her behavior. Now if you guys remember this one scene, Risa Sarah issued a challenge saying that she's willing to take off the belt out of Sudi. Julia was not happy for what Risa Sarah did. Now, Sudi has this issue where she hasn't forgotten the humiliation she suffered against Risa Sarah. To Julia, she felt, I'm right here. I'm your opponent. This is a lot of bullshit. So that's what happened. But Sudi realized Julia was being so be, um, rude about this. But of course, this led for Sudi to decide, I'm done with DDM. I'm going my own way. And of course, she nominated Ami Sodi, who she introduced as her bodyguard, to be her second part of the new unit, which was at the time not yet named. However, during the, Cinder the, the first round of the Cinderella tournament during 2022, Ami Sodi and Sudi faced off. And it was a pretty good match. It was the main event. Fortunately, Sudi won the match. But all of a sudden, here comes Mirai. Out of the, she was very impressed by that match. So she made the obvious choice to leave. And that's what she did. However, it pissed off Ju uh, Julia. Made the choice. And it also made Maya Sakurai cry. Because she wanted to be more closer to her. Maybe teaming up. But Mirai had to follow her own path. Because I noticed at times Julia does not like how Mirai talks about putting everything into her soul. Into the match. And I think Julia, for her, feels like that's a lot of ridiculous. But but Sudi, she doesn't care. She likes a wrestler who's confident enough to know what she's going to do. But the next person that that left DDM happened in July 9th of 2022 during mid-summer uh, champions. This was the elimination match between Cosmic Angels and DDM. Where we haven't forgotten when Natsupoi betrayed Julia, super kicking her in the face. And of course, eliminating her and herself. In the process, and also in that time, Natsupoi in fact joined Cosmic Angels, which led to DDM so pissed off. And of course, Himika hasn't for, will never forgave her, but DDM could barely hold on to what they were doing at the time, basically. Now, you ask yourself this question now. DDM became more stronger when, when Julia became the Red Belt Champion. I, I honestly believe it wasn't like that. I mean, all of a sudden, during March of... This year, Himika announced her retirement, that she was leaving, that she was retiring from pro wrestling. And the first person that she talked to was Micah, who has been one of her closest friends and tag partners. So basically, she made the choice to leave. And of course, I think Micah felt that there'll be no other person that be like, I feel like, in my opinion, that Himika has always been the one to put Micah in check in every aspect and I think Micah did the same thing for Himika they were very very close Julia asked her what's the fondest memories of her being in stardom and she said Micah so I think for Micah she felt okay Himika's gone what I'm gonna do now so I think in my, my honest opinion Micah is considering either betraying or leave DDM the problem is, I think Micah feels DDM is no longer the strongest unit as it used to be 
at the time. So the obvious thing does tell. Is Micah really going to do this? Either betray it or leave DDM? Because recently, as I said, she has been basically becoming more closer to Zuzu Suzuki and, of course, my uh, May Sita, who is, of course, a someone who used to be part of Stardom but later became a freelancer. Because recently, Zuzu and May were, have been very close and becoming a very strong tag team. But being the three of them, they became a force to be reckoned with. And I think that's the best part. I think Micah might feel maybe she's better off doing things her own way. Maybe going to a different path that she deserves. Because here's the thing. What's the point of her being in DDM now? It's no longer the strongest unit that it used to be. And I think for Micah, she feels is done. But I know Julia is trying everything in her power to reborn DDM, but... The obvious thing is, is it enough for her to, how do I say, to maintain the status of DDM? If Micah chooses to leave the, or leave DDM, what does this mean for them? That's an unknown question. Many people believe that maybe now Ishikawa could join DDM, but that's yet to be seen. But we'll see what happens. We know that now Ishikawa is considering maybe participating more with Stardom, but... We'll see what happens when we cross the bridge when we get there. But whatever Micah decides, we know that she's going to make the choice. So we'll see what happens then. Now our next topic is involved, of course, the supernova of Pro Wrestling Noah, Kato Kimia. Now, as you know, Kato Kimia is one, the the savior uh, was declared or self-proclaimed savior of Noah. But recently, the biggest announcement was made. During the announcement of the G1 Climax 33 this year, Kato Kiyomiya will be involved in this tournament. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Is this is his way to get closer to Okada? Now, he has two losses towards him. The first one was a tag team match during um, last year's um, you know, Pro Wrestling Noah versus um, New Japan. Uh, Kato Kiyomiya was teamed up with Keiji Muto where they face Okada and Tanahashi. But however, that particular match was won by both Okada and Tanahashi. But there was moments where in this year's uh, versus match, Kiyomiya uh, Okada spent the entire time ignoring Kiyomiya because he was out of his league. Kiyomiya, how do I say this, was trying to poke a bear. But Okada is the kind of guy who's like saying, I don't have time for this shit. You know, that was the thing. So... Kiyomiya attacked the, uh, kicked him right in the head, made him bleed. He even was, but Okada had no interest in challenging him. So basically, that's what it was. And then of course he, but of course, um, Okada uh, challenged him. It was during the final ma- uh, match with Keiji Muto, and that kind of put him in the predicament. Some people say that his loss was the reason that. Uh, Noah was losing its credibility. Even Keno believed that, you know, his former tag partner. But now that he's participating in the G1, hopefully he thinks that he will have an opportunity to meet with Okada. But, however, another announcement was made regarding... Now, as you know, Pro Wrestling Noah and All Japan, they do have their own type of G1 tournaments. Uh, All Japan has the Champion Carnival, 
uh, Pro Wrestling Noah has the N1 victory. Now, for those who are trying to ask what the N1 stands for, it means number one. However, Kato Mia announced that he will not be participating in the N1 victory due to the circumstances of him being involved in the G1. Because the moment that the G1 continues on, uh, they will be preparing for the N1. And I don't think they have time for Kiyomiya to give himself some time to rest because he'll be busy during the tournament. So we'll see about that. Now, some interesting developments took place with AAA. Um, they have, it was announced that two particular wrestlers has announced that they are no longer part of the company, and those wrestlers are Roosh and Bandito. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Why would they quit? Now, as you know, we have the Forbidden Door taking place. Both Roosh and Bandito are currently signed with AEW. However, because of their association with AAA, it kind of made them forbid. Uh, they were forbidden from actually for uh, participating in the Forbidden Door. Now they were not the only two. So were the Lucha Brothers, uh, Commander. Um, who else was involved? Uh, let's see. A few others were also involved, from my understanding. So the theory is that now that they quit AAA, there is the possibility they're trying to see if they can get a spot opportunity to be part of the of Forbidden Door Two. But the obvious question does tell who's next. Now, I did kind of speculate it would be the Lucha Brothers. Because I know they will love to be in the Forbidden Door. So we just got to wait and see who will be the next to leave AAA to be to hopefully to participate in um, the Forbidden Door. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of questions about this. Now, I, re I remember years ago, a long time ago, that relates to this. Uh, Johnny Mundo... Uh, back then, he w w uh, or as we know him, John Hennigan, John Morrison, uh, Johnny Nitro, not Johnny Impact. You know that uh, whatever you call him, or we call him Johnny Multiple. Years ago, he said that he wanted to participate to join, uh, participate with New Japan. But however, AAA has no connections to them. Now I know there has been AAA wrestlers that participated with um, with Pro Wrestling Noah in the past, but however. The association and work, working relationship be, between Japan and Mexico has always been CMML and New Japan. They always have been a strong relationship. So if Johnny had the opportunity to work with CMML, he would have had an opportunity to work with New Japan. But that's how it's been. But AEW has favored AAA. Now, many people say that possibly the relationship between AAA and AEW should definitely stop. And possibly uh, have a stronger relationship with Seal. And I would say that. So it would be possible that many other wrestlers. Even Andrade. I think remember he was one of those that couldn't be part of the Forbidden Door. But we'll see about that. So like I said. The one the, the net who's next to leave. Um, AAA. I would say it would be of course Lucha Brothers. Now our final topic for this particular episode on this podcast is... The one that I like to say, fuck you, Disco Inferno. Now, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, let's go back to last year. Disco Inferno gave some negative comments about the high-speed match from last year between Mei Shiruga and Azumi. This piece of garbage went out of his way to say, 
is this the main event? It wasn't even the main event. This was during the finals of the Cinderella tournament. And he had the audacity to say that that the high-speed match between Azumi and May Shruga was the main event. Hell to the no. He was showing disrespectful remarks about the Yoshi wrestlers. And the person who came into the defense, it's none other than Kenny Omega. So basically, that's what happened. So, so he took remarks. And now, this dumbass, this old fart, goes out of his way to once again to say, who is Azumi? What is the high-speed championship? For real? Are you fucking kidding me? Once again, this piece of garbage disrespects Azumi. Azumi is one of the best high-speedsters. She is a prodigy, you know? She's been wrestling when she was young. And he doesn't know what the high-speed belt is? We all know, those who don't know, it, this is more like, the, the high-speed is like the cruiserweight, but with a much faster pace. You know, this is what why guys like Disco Inferno, they don't keep in touch what goes on into the world of pro wrestling. Does he honestly think that the Yoshi wrestler should be all big and buff? Who gives a shit about that? They're good of what they can do, what they can present into the whole thing. Azumi, she is a prodigy. If Disco Inferno doesn't see that, then he needs to burn in hell. He disrespects it. And once again, Kenny decided to defend the, the Yoshi Wrestling once again. But uh, but Inferno, but this dirt, dirt bag refuses, it hasn't responded yet. You know, I'm sure one of these days someone's going to punch him in the face and tell him to stop disrespecting the Yoshi Wrestlers. If he wants to be like that, he's nothing but a, a racist prick, in my opinion. So, he needs to shut the fuck up. So, hopefully things will resolve. Hopefully someone does punch him in the face. But we'll see what happens then. So, I think that's pretty much it what we have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed the topics. Uh, keep in mind, uh, the next episode on my YouTube channel will be uh, episode 1078. It will feature MLW Fusion um, something. And of course, Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor. So, get ready for that. So if you guys don't have me on my YouTube channel, go to it. It's Deleted WrestleZone. Just click and subscribe. Tell all your friends about me. Spread the love. Spread the knowledge of pro wrestling. So, for as of now, I will see you guys on the next episode. So, I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang!